Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. On November 3rd in the United States is the general election. A part of staying awake means engaging in your community and admitting that we all are part of a political process, even if we think we aren't. Politics rooted in Greek means affairs of the cities. Politicking and politics is the action of speaking about and taking action around making decisions in groups or other forms of power relations between individuals such as the distribution of resources or status. On this election day, you may not believe that you are part of the political world, but I assure you that you are. You are either a person in leadership in this political area or arena, or you are a person impacted by those engaged in political leadership. Your life, your resources, your status is impacted by that political leadership. The bare minimum of engagement in our political world is taking the action of voting. So today, if you are registered and you haven't voted in the general election, vote. We already have a political life. Let's use our voices to care for our communities to assure that the distribution of our resources is fair and ethical. Welcome to Holy Shenanigans. These are stories to surprise, encourage, redirect, and sometimes turn life upside down, all in the name of love. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a creative, a feminist, and a pastor. I invite you to join me on the unpredictable spiritual adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy. Today's episode is called A Playdate with pause. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. In today's story, we hear a version of a traditional Hebrew folktale. Revised by Jesus and perhaps the writer, this tale of oil, maidens, and being ready 
became a way for the writer to remind Jesus' followers of the work he did and to encourage them to remember and live into his legacy after his arrest, crucifixion, and resurrection. To inspire hope for the return of Jesus, steps were taken to write down the accounts of Jesus' life so they would be permanent in their record. The gospel writers were disciplined about staying awake by writing down the story of Jesus so others would be able to hear about Jesus. This context on today's Bible story is coming from a Christian Jesus-following perspective. This call to stay awake was to inspire Jesus' followers, but a call for being prepared and staying awake, of living in this moment with an eye on the days to come, is a message that holds wisdom for people no matter their religious or non-religious perspective. Today, let's take a moment to focus on an Ignatian prayer practice as a part of the practice of using pause to stay awake. I'll say more about this pause later in my story. In this practice of prayer and meditation, the participant first sits in a comfortable position, feet on the floor, hands resting in a lap, and taking a moment to become aware of their breath. Step one, become present. Step two, take note of the people and things of the day that you're grateful for. Give thanks for them. Step three, ask for grace. No one is perfect. We all have challenges and struggles. There are things that are too heavy, and we need to ask for grace. Step four, reflect on the day and look to see if there's something that you learned or would like to learn or approach differently in the future. Step five, in preparation for the day to come, set an intention a specific action for the day ahead, and at the close of the meditation, make preparations for that particular intention. Benedictine brother David Stendelrast said this about the practice of pause as a means of staying awake. A lifetime may not be long enough to attune ourselves fully to the harmony of the universe, but just to become aware that we can resonate with it, that alone is like waking up from a dream. In the past and sometimes even in present times, the act of pause as a means of staying awake has been counterintuitive for me. There's another Bible story about two women, Mary and Martha. I'm sure you've heard it. And I've used this as an example of the tension I feel in regards to contemplative pauses. One sister, Mary, was gifted in the practice of pause, and Martha is gifted in the action of doing. Inside myself, I've battled with what position to live from, pause or do. For a long time, I thought I had to choose one or the other. But due to the patience and teaching of some wonderful spiritual mentors, I've started to learn that I don't have to choose between pause or doing. But I do need doing and pause, along with gratitude, in order to live into the awake, but keeping an eye on the future position. And this lesson is one I keep returning to, but began in an experience that I like to call a playdate with pause. Once upon a time, my spouse was invited to a potluck dinner at a place called The Mount. 
The mound is a center for Benedictine spirituality in southwestern New York. His experience was so positive. He came home from that dinner encouraged and inspired. He is usually reflective and quiet about all these kinds of things. But in this case, he was excited and extroverted. All this made me wonder, how can a potluck dinner at a Catholic center be so inspiring? I was invited to check this out for myself. There was a day retreat for women coming up within a few weeks, and he sincerely encouraged me to go for a day of rest and spiritual renewal. I was busy. There was lots to be done. Did he know how much laundry I got done on a free Saturday? Yep, you guessed it. The doing part of me was on full blast and had been for a very long time. Kids, work, taking college classes, church, extended family, friends. The to-do list of my life in that season was very full and taking time for pause was nowhere to be found on my list. At that time, I would not have admitted it, but from where I stand today, I would say that I was inches away from burnout. My vocation at that time was half social work and half ministry, and it seemed never done. There was always a pressing need, and everything was an emergency. How could I take a pause when there was so much to do? The real question I should have been asking was, there is much to do, but how will I have insight and strength to take action if I don't P-A-U-S-E. Pause. So, obvious point made. I had an addiction of sorts to doing, and I needed an interventional pause, a time of prayer and play to help me get a better perspective. I made the RSVP. I got up early to drive an hour plus to the retreat center. I checked in at the front desk, and the Benedictine sister greeted me. P.S. She was wearing real people clothes, not a habit. She even wore sneakers. This fact alone made me feel less anxious as we walked down the winding hallways to the main meeting room of the retreat. In the greetings, our facilitator let us know the outline for the day, but she said, you always have a choice. If you need to leave the group, just let someone know and go take some time alone, go outside, take a walk, and simply be. You can do that. This is your day. Use it as you need it. This was a totally new concept for me. In the past, I've mentioned how my adventures and spiritual quests have been doing stories. However, in this experience at the Mount, I was given space to be. There were things to do if that met my need, but there was also space to simply be. In this space, there was access to creative supplies, poetry, prayer, and caring people. But all was an opportunity, not a demand or an expectation for performance. That day was a play date with pause that I believe changed the focus and direction of my whole life. Without this play date with pause, my focus on doing would have consumed me. 
my vocation in ministry, my personal life, my family life, all of it would have been burnt to a crisp. That day, and many days at the Mount since, became a space for spiritual pause that not only saved me from burnout, but helped me see that pause is an essential part of a whole and healthy life. Disclaimer here. I don't have this practice of pause and play always in balance with the doing part of who I am, but that is why I call it practice. I know this pursuit of staying awake and keeping an eye on the future is only possible when pause is at my center. Some questions about striking a balance or practicing a balance between doing and pause True fact here, Jesus paused for time away, rest, and for heaven's sake, he took a nap in a boat in the middle of a storm. So why do I feel like I'm exempt from rest? Why does the act of doing seduce me away from holy pause? How might you, even in the anxiety and the emergencies of this week, find a space of pause to become present to be grateful, to ask for grace, to reflect, to set an intention, and after pause, then take action. Today's poem, A Playdate with Pause. I was invited on a playdate. I wasn't a kid. When it came to balance and rest, action, pause, and play, I wasn't even a novice. I was in survival mode for decades, fight and flight in and around me. There was no filling of lamps for later. There was only running from one crisis to the next and the next and the next and the next. There was no rest. Until I got an invitation on a playdate and said yes. A sister in sneakers gave me paper, glue sticks, markers, snack time, and poems. And for the first time in years, I played, I paused, and that pause is why I am here today. My name is Tara, and this is Holy Shenanigans. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Unpredictable Spiritual Adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy. If you have a Holy Shenanigans story of your own, please share it with us at holyshenaniganspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, remember that life is not meant to be a place of always doing. Pause is the space we all need to prepare our lamps for the days ahead. God's blessing to you in your preparations, in your play, in your pause. Remember to pause because it is an expression of the Holy Spirit's holy shenanigans that light the path ahead. My gratitude for this day and always to the Sisters of the Mount of St. Benedict's in Erie, Pennsylvania. God's peace to you and God's peace for the journey ahead. Mm-hmm.